What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Offside Report. This is a special episode because we're finally set up in a proper studio once again, except for Mitch. I don't know what's going on over there, Mitch. But it is is actually a special episode, boys, because the FIFA World Cup, uh, Club World Cup, came to a close. Chelsea won it, of course. It's been a busy week at both ends of the table in the Premier League and the Champions League returned this morning at the time. Recording. Mm. Uh, Mbappe snatched victory for the Parisians or Man City. They do what they do best as the flat track bullies of the competition. <sighs> Russian aside, sporting Lisbon with ease. But boys, it's great to welcome you again in person. Um, Mitch, uh, uh, sorry, Jimmy. I'm getting confused now. Jimmy, mate. Don't ever confuse me again with Mitch. That is the biggest insult (laughs) I've ever faced. Well, you're both United supporters, so... That's right. No, we're pretty much the same person. But Mitch is the one who slacked off and not come into the office today, which I'm very disappointed about. I like, actually, I like Nick's little catchphrase. What's going on, guys, at the start? And we can't even answer him because he just goes into a big preamble. Well, because I'm talking to the audience. I know. It's good. I like it. It's a little catchphrase. But I'm really disappointed that Mitch is not in. But it's great to see you. Great to see Alan. Not so great to see our producer Gordo, but, you know, we'll, we'll get by. Uh, it's been an exciting morning because Man United won. So Finally. me and Mitch are always in a good mood when yep. uh, when the Red Devils get up. So, so it's not very back. often. United are back. Yeah, and so is Ronaldo. Yep. Back on the scoring Fine. sheet. Yeah, it's good to see. It's good to see. I actually saw – sorry, before I interrupt. I go for today, it. Today, in a few, a few moments, Alan, I saw Ronaldo defend. He got back, tried to make tackles. It's, it's absolutely unbelievable. Oh, that, that's a Ragnick ball coming it into is effect Ragnick there. Ball. Oh. I think it's really changing. Well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, they were complaining the weekend about tracking back and everything. Mm. Um, but yeah, 2 0. Back in the mix. Yep. Yeah. Against Brighton. I mean, tough the top opposition. four won't change. You heard it here first. Top four won't change. You reckon it's set in it's stone? Set, it's set. It's set. Oh, jeez. That's it. I mean, Arsenal still have two games in hand, to be fair, mate. Oh, two losses. Well, if they win, they're into the top four. Yeah, well, they won't. And same so. with, I think there's a couple of other teams as well. West Ham, maybe. Uh, top four set. Uh, Tottenham. Oh, calling it. Tottenham have got three yeah. games in hand, I think it is. But, I mean. That is ridiculous. So Spurs have played 22. Burnley at the bottom of the table have played 21. Mm. So they're the furthest behind. Um can't really see them winning either. We'll get to them a little bit later on. But Al, uh, welcome. Sorry, you started talking before I even introduced you. Which you shouldn't do. That's that, a warning. <laughs> <laughs> That's your first warning. It's a bit spicy. It, <laughs> it, it is. It is. It is. Uh, but that's good. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you, Nick. Unfortunately, Al's not in as good as a mood as Jimmy because Spurs had a tough, uh, tough mm. defeat on the weekend and. We'll probably get to that a little bit later on as well. Actually, we'll go into depth about Spurs lost to Wolves because that actually plays a big part in the top four race. Mitch, you're being quiet over there. How are you? Well, I just wanted to wait wait till I was introduced. That was all. (laughs) Good boy. Good boy. He knows the rules. Yeah. Yeah. And considering, you know, I'm not in the office, I'm missing all the, you know, little stares that you you two are giving each other. And, you know, I just thought I'd stick out of it for a little bit. But um, I'm well, (laughs) as, as Jimmy said, United won. Uh, which was nice. So we've helped out, you know, the team that will play Brighton next by Lewis Dunk, now missing a couple of games, no doubt. Mm. But, yeah, it was a good morning. Can't complain. Didn't have to sit in my car for an hour and a half, unlike Al. So, yeah, no complaints for me. Yeah, that's that's true. But, but boys, before I get into the actual uh, rundown of the podcast, I'm going to start off with our trivia today. Oh, I've got a good one. So, you know, just to go along the theme of the Champions League returning mm. uh, round of 16, I've got a little uh, Champions League themed or European Cup themed question. All right, so you're ready? Yeah. Well. Who scored? Uh, who has scored the most goals in a Champions League final in a single Champions League? Oh, in a single game. Game. So not not all time record. Uh, I could, probably could have worded this better, but who has scored the most goals in a single Champions League final slash European Cup final? Mm. All right. Oh, we'll we'll get to the answer at the end of the podcast. Okay. We'll keep we'll people listening. It. Yeah. Think about that one. Oh, Alan, I can see his lips. Al, Al will Just probably know this. It's more shaking. His he time. wants to say something. No, I don't know this one at the moment. No. Are you sure? Because you got the last two. You're on a roll. He has. He has. Yep. You're, you're two out of two. Um, well, when you've been watching football for eighty years, it's yeah. you know. And this this question goes back experience. about eighty years, but you'll know the player. 
Yeah. Jimmy will know the player. Actually, Mitch will too. Everyone will know the player. Yeah. Pretty pretty big name. Okay. Anyway. Okay. We'll, we'll get on with the podcast, boys. And before we get stuck into the Premier League, I thought it might be a good idea to uh, lead off with some Australian football news. Oh. Um, this week, news. obviously, the J-League kicks off. And uh, Australia obviously have their history with Japan. Obviously, that rivalry with... Uh, uh, on the international stage. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Foster uh <laughs> brought across a couple of Japanese players to the Scottish yeah. League. And it just it makes me think, and it's made a lot of people think over the last couple of weeks, um, what can the A-League and Australian football learn from the J-League? Because they're, they're fine at the moment. They're, they've had injuries at international level. They're still ahead of, of the Socceroos in the group stage of the World Cup qualifying. Mm. Um like I said, they've got players killing it on the yeah. uh, in, on the European stage. So, I mean, who wants to kick us off? Relegation promotion, simple. The J League had it six years into since they they established the league. Six years later, they've got relegation promotion. And how Australia's far are we still now? waiting? Seventeen years still, uh, since the A League kicked off. Yeah, like get it going. It has but to be. It has to be more professional clubs than there is. You can't be. You know, plumbers going out and working all day, then going to training, and then you expect them to be at a, at a higher level. We've only got a small group of players to pick from on the international level. That's the biggest difference for mine. It has to be there has to be more professional clubs in Australia. I'm not going to lie, I don't know too much about the J League, right? But yeah, oh. I'm with you, Jimmy. Yeah, three leagues or three tiers. Yeah, um, 58 teams or something like that. Mm. So you've got you've got that relegation battle, promotions and stuff like that. So it just makes it more competitive as well. Yeah, but there's more to it than that. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Mitchell. Sorry, sorry. The, the, room, the so key thing for me, <laughs> the key thing for me is the fact that they only allow five foreign players per team. So that right there means that their players improve in Australia. And don't get me wrong, I love the fact we can bring in foreign players, but you've got Australian uh, players getting neglected. So we can have as many clubs as you want, but you watch, they'll all go and buy foreign players. That rule just means that you actually are producing homegrown players and you are developing a high-quality system and therefore you've got deeper depth and more talent and you're giving kids an opportunity, and not, well, you'd hope kids, but kids an opportunity to improve. That's where I like what the J-League are doing over what we're doing in the yeah, A-League. Yeah, that's right. A lot of clubs by 40-year-old has-beens from England that come in and, yeah, they're great players here, but what's the point? I mean, it's not contributing to the future. Daniel Sturridge. Daniel Sturridge. Jeez, what yeah. a failure. That's what's, he actually, what's Sturridge actually done? Not to take away from where, where we're going with this, but has he actually played any games lately? Well, it's, he's selling shirts as well, so he's getting the crowds out. You know, to, I mean, that's, to yeah, play. That, that, that's a good point. I mean, you can have marquee players, that's fine, but yeah. when you've... There's other players that I want to name who are just has been to that. They're not bringing the crowds in, and they're just literally there for some experience or we're going to win games with them. It's not contributing. You could have yeah. a younger Australian player come in and do the same job, and he'll he'll develop and and get better. So, I mean, there's so many things wrong with the A League. Just frustrates me. And I guess the counter argument to um to introducing more teams and more leagues below the A-League, bringing in a second and third division, is that it dilutes the talent. The talent's diluted across... Um, like, if we were to introduce... I mean, we're struggling en- enough as it is with how many teams? 12? 12, 10? Mm. 10 teams? What would it look like yep, with yep. 65? I guess it's a long-term... Uh, uh, happened to Mitch's house. Was that... The, what's that? Oh, I thought I heard that. Anyway, sorry. No, there's something in the background. <laughs> I think he fell off See, his this chair. See, this would it was a chair, was it? So this wouldn't have happened if Mitch was in the studio, which I'm going to keep mentioning throughout the show. No, you're right. You're right, Nico. But at the same time, how much do academies cost? You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's what's keeping people out. Like, how can you afford to... If you've got two kids that both play football, you, can't, you don't have enough money to put both of them in an academy. So if you made it more affordable, we had better programs. More pathways. Pathways, I'm sure team. there'd be better quality coming up through the ranks. So it's down to that investment they're paying down. It's the cash. Yeah. If, yeah, if you want to play elite football in Australia as a junior, it's it's a minimum of two grand. And that and that's ridiculous. Like that's that's the level like you know, that's the MPL level here. It's two grand. You know, you do that for five, six years, it's a lot of money on football. That's without boots, that's without the travelling between you are travelling far to play here as well. 
you know, over in England, and I can I can't speak for Asia because I haven't I've never looked into it. But England, if you're a top quality player, you don't pay a cent, and you're and you're getting you know taught by higher quality coaches than what are available here in Australia. Yeah. Even in, well in Japan, they've got um, heaps of academies and they link with universities and that sort of thing. I mean, I think we've got a couple of programs here in Melbourne that do it, but n- not anywhere near as enough as as what uh, Japan does. I mean. Like, Two grand. I mean, that's that's pocket money for Al and guys who make that sort of sort of cash on a weekly basis. But for others like us, that's a lot of money. <laughs> there you have yeah, it. It's all, yeah, it's all about the passive income there, Jimmy. Uh, but <laughs> I think you can't really compare Australia League, the A League, and, and England. Obviously, you've got so many more, uh, you know, kids over there as well, players that have the opportunity. Uh, too many. Yeah, you know, it's it's been around for longer, obviously. Um, so the J League is is the one there, but yeah, so most relatable, and we're still yeah. um, years apart from where they are. So get in a second division. That's, that's got to be the start. I'd get it, get it ASAP. ASAP. Yeah, follow it up with the third division. It's about yeah. five, ten years time. Mm. Yep. Well, we've got the teams. They're all in the NPL. Fan base is already there. The people are already there. The volunteers are already Make there. Make a professional. Invest there. Make it. a professional. You can't yeah. keep getting them to go and be in plumbers. Like I said, tradies all day, then head up to training twice a week, three times a week. It's not going to... It's not enough. You need to, It needs to be a full-time job if we want to get anywhere near the rest of the, the yep. rest of the world. Exactly. And it's looking less and less likely that Australia are going to make the next World Cup. Oh. I was going to say that. That fan base, if the Socceroos yep. don't, get, don't make it, it's going to oh, be... Yeah. It's going to put them back a bit there's been some talk though that it might be a blessing in disguise if the Socceroos don't make it is that going to be enough for the federation to go oh my god have a look at this now we've got to invest yeah but i don't believe in that i don't buy okay. into that it's it's a good point um that's well, what people are saying people are saying that people are saying but do you really trust no that? i don't no no don't trust it no neither do i neither do i um it's going to be interesting the effects of it will be interesting to see what happens. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see on that one. But boys, uh, Premier League football mm. and Al Spurs versus Wolves. It was a nightmare of a game, wasn't it? You guys have had a rough couple of weeks. 2-0 um, lost to Wolves at home. It all unfolded in the first half. Uh, who got substituted in the first half as well after those two goals were scored? Was it? Um, yeah, I can't believe we're talking about Tottenham losing again to yeah, uh, but I'm sorry it has to be said it has to be spoken about yeah it's it's three in a row we've lost potentially that could have been four if um, you know, two minutes away from losing against Leicester away yeah and you know Stevie B came came on you know did his stuff but uh, yeah Sessignon was subbed after 27 minutes yeah I mean the guy's not hasn't played yeah, it's embarrassing, but you, it's that confidence. You need the confidence for him to come back in there. Yeah. Subbing him off for 27 minutes is, is tough. Um, it, was, it was a little strange, to be honest with you. He seemed to, Conte dropped Hoiberg, Reggion, mm. um, you know, bringing on Session and then taking him off after, Were they after actually such a drop. Were they actually dropped or rested, or was it? Well, that's a, a good question. Rested for what? We're not in the Champions League. Yeah. We got in kicked the out of league. the Europa Conference. <laughs> no, rested for what? Yeah. They haven't been playing. They've had two weeks off anyway. So. Yeah, true. But, yeah, Wait. it's yeah. not looking great. Yeah. So You know what? It's a bit harsh. I don't think Tottenham played that badly, to be honest. They created enough chances to score, especially that second half. The yeah. second half they pushed. Wolves held on. Um Wolves generally don't score that much, to be honest, but they got too early. What was what was Hugo Lloris doing? Oh, God. I like to stick up for the keepers. Why are you smiling? Because it was comical. It, it was, was a bit comical. You know, it was slapstick comedy. Slap, yeah. Oh, hit the post, hit his hand, pit his... And then know, pushed it back whatever. right into traffic. And we're talking about a veteran goalkeeper. Veteran goalkeeper. He's been captain of his country. But I'm even, sure even the second one... He's won the World Cup, but he's a, he's a quality player. Yeah. No, he's a yeah. great player, and he made up for it. He made he made a few yeah. big saves, but even part like playing out from the back, they look hopeless. And that pass that he, I can't remember who he passed it to. It was a shocking pass, and that put them under pressure. And then you just lead into another goal. I mean, they're two stupid mistakes, really. 
that mm. cost them. And then when you look at the expected goals from the chances they created, Tottenham should have won that game, really. Yep. And I, Conte, I was surprised how relaxed Conte was in, a, in the press conference. He wasn't that angry about the way that they played. Because well, they did he, do okay. He, I think because he knows um, what the crap. I know. Yeah, I know. Everyone's <laughs> going to be blaming the players and not him. And he may have scapegoated one of the players by substituting them in the uh, first half. Sessegnon. Um Both goals did come from the same. Like obviously they were both crossed from the right hand side um, to the back post, and that's meant to be where Sessegnon's mm. mark and his man, and didn't happen. So. Um, yeah, I think. Would you say, Al, that um, the defence is probably the area Tottenham need to improve most in terms of reinforcements? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that position, uh, the most important position is that right back or right wing back. Where you've had some pretty quality players <laughs> in the past. Yeah, we had, Kyle, we had Walker. Kyle Walker a few years back, obviously, and he left to go and win something with, with City. Had Trippier at the same time. Should have got him back. Should have got him back. Exactly. He's, yeah. he's done well at Newcastle. Oh, games. he's injured now, but still. Yeah, he's done his metatarsal. It's those boots that these guys wear. Yeah. Terrible. Mm. But anyway, yeah, he ironically won something at Atletico as well. Um, but another player that, that was playing against Spurs the other day, Staines, was Carl, Carl Walker-Peters mm. at right back, yep. right wing back. And he, he tore them apart. And we sold him, and that was a, a mistake as well. So mm. we just haven't, you know, teams know we don't have that right, right wing back. I mean, they Emerson Royale's come in. He's, he's good, he's faster going yeah. forward, but defending, it's, you know. Yeah, yeah they, they've definitely made some mistakes over the, uh, the transfer market over the last couple of years. And Conte actually came out last week and um, admitted it himself, and hence why they... Um, let's La Celso go in January and Dombele as well, wasn't it? Um, he actually said he's like they're, they're just not the right players um, to bring in. He obviously uh, brought in two of his own players, Bentacore and Kulusevski. Uh, yep. H- have it. you seen them? Kulusevski came on late, didn't he? He did. Uh, he started on he the came bench. off the session on yeah, twenty seven. Oh, the first half. Yeah. Oh, he was a sub. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. too. He was and he did all right. He yeah. did really well. Yeah, I thought the, the, the set up a few chances. The patches I saw from him, yeah, good. Bentancur, have you liked him? Yeah, decent, decent player. Yeah, he's pretty magical. Um, he'll be a good signing. Yeah, but then Hoiberg, resting in him or whatever. I mean, he's mm. been playing so many games. Um, kind of a defensive rock. We're missing Skip and Dyer. Yeah. So hopefully those guys will come back soon. Does Harry Kane stay on for next season? That's a good question. Who knows? Um, Would you take him at United, Mitch, for a hundred mil? <laughs> yep. Was that a question? Yep. Seriously, hundred percent. Would you pay for him? He hasn't. Sorry, Mitch. Since. If you were in the office, this wouldn't have happened. We forgot he was still here. Um, Mitch, yeah. Would you take him? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I think. But I, I. I think United have to sort out a lot before we go down the path of signing anybody new. But. We're going to need a striker because Ronaldo's not going to keep doing, you know, we need someone a bit more consistent. He's back. He scored this morning. Yeah, he's back. He scored this morning. It was lovely, (laughs) but we don't have him for another three years. That's (laughs) the issue. Harry Kane gives us another three, four years at that sort of a level, and that's the difference. Um, So, yeah, 100% we take him. Even on the form, hopefully we get a bit of a discount, but let's be honest, City will chase again. They'll need a big name. Um, They'll chase someone in the summer, huge, or winter, huge, who, you know, we don't see coming, and it probably will be Kane again. They'll go in all. But I don't know if he leaves it. I think Conte will be doing everything he can to keep him because I think he's the sort of player that he'd want. But who knows what Tottenham are going to do. And, you know, you're saying he didn't look too mad at, in the press uh, press conference afterwards. I think that's because it isn't the team he wants out there at the moment. So he's sort of putting his hands up and going, well, with what I've got, with the players that, you know, I'm putting on the field, yeah, this is what I sort of expect almost. You know, till he gets the players he wants... Him, He's relaxed. Oh, look, we say this every week about Southampton, but they've proved uh, a bit of a bogey side. Well, they are, actually. They're pretty They're pretty stable. Like, the way they play, they play as a team. It's like that old saying, you know, the team of champions versus a champion team. That's what it feels like with Southampton. They're on the same page. They all play hard for each other. Sometimes. Sometimes. Right. Wolves, on the other hand. Let's oh, figure so, out what, what am I saying? No, Southampton, well, because I was talking about United. Yeah, before. no, I, I understood what you understood saying. what I was saying. But Wolves as well. They're I mean, flying under the radar. They are, but that, like I said before, they can't score. 
I mean, they score from mistakes. I think only Norwich and uh, was it Burnley have scored less goals than they have this season. But also, you know, if we're United and Tottenham supporters, uh, you know, Wolves beat United away 1 0. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And they've beaten Spurs 2 0. Let's hope. Yeah. And if they win their two games in hand, mm. it could be in four. They'll be level on points with United. So they're, they're a threat for the Champions nah, League. They've entered the race. They're not a threat. They can't score, mate. Well, I mean, they've done all right so far. But nah. Nick, also, you know, they, it's a great win at Tottenham, right? But that's the back of losing it um, against the Gunners. Yeah. Yeah, they're down, down to 10 men as well, Arsenal. Yeah. Um, so they, they, gift, they, they were gifted goals against points. Tottenham and they can't really <laughs> score for themselves. So I don't... The, the, the top four doesn't change. That's not change. There you have it. <laughs> Jimmy's got his top four cemented. What about um, what about the bottom three? Do we do we have that cemented? Because yeah. there was a fair bit happening there across the weekend. Newcastle and Everton both won. Um, they've created a bit of a gap now from Norwich, Watford, and Burnley. Yeah. That's cemented. Burnley's gone, Mitch. No. Well, look. I don't want to admit it yet, and I'm not going to. <laughs> Uh, they look quite. They look quite good against Liverpool. Liverpool can only score one. What, what happened? Come on, Come on Nick. We know what Burnley are about. Here they sit back for ninety minutes and they play rugby more His than they play red. football. I mean, Sadio Mane was taken down from his neck at one point. Uh, <laughs> Allison was clotheslined. They, they, they're just out Mate, there just to scrape a draw. I mean, it's a if this was any other team. Come on. If this was any other team, Nick could be saying, oh, they should have beaten them by more. It was a poor game. Burnley are on top. They got lucky. And all of a sudden, Nick's like, nah, they just, they're bullies. They're too tough. They're just... They've always been like that. They are bullies. Um, And they're they're finally getting found out for it because they're not winning games. And they're not scoring goals either. You talk about a team that don't score goals. Burnley... The lowest in the it competition. He takes it personally. Have a look at him. I'm just saying. Just he's not happy. He's, he's not happy. People are saying, oh, they created so many chances against Liverpool. That's because the, um, Liverpool were playing an offside trap and the, 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 the linesman wasn't putting up his flag um, early enough. And they were so what you're saying the, is... The play go on. And then when Allison's got it in his grasp, then they put the offside flag up. But it, honestly, so defensively, was, Liverpool weren't good close. enough. Defensively, Liverpool had holes. see the steam coming out of his ears. And the, the weather wasn't, I mean, a cold rain. Oh, the a weather. Cold, a cold rainy oh. day. A cold rainy day in Stoke. Oh, please. A cold rainy day in Stoke is uh, tough enough. But you go to Burnley, Turf Moor. It was a bloody hurricane that day. So to scrape <laughs> a one 0 win, I'm taking it. You guys look for any excuse. Luis Diaz, or whatever, wherever his name is, used to spend sixty million mm. quid on tapping up from Tottenham. Right? <laughs> Burnley can't compete with that, so they have to go out and do something that they're good at, which is being physical. Hundred percent. You've got to do what you do to win, man. Oh, you have fine. to. That's fine. And they did. Hats off to them. They didn't win. They didn't win. And they, they lost one 0 which is why they're going to get relegated. But well, still, I mean. Yeah. Well, I'm just, just I'm just saying Mitch sounds Mitch like sour grapes now because he didn't win 4-0 or 5-0, you know, just feel hard done by. Yeah, well, I'm just saying Mitch said they they deserve to win. I'm just saying Burnley play damage control football. They don't Mitch, want to get Hang on, don't deserve to win across the table. I never said deserve to win. Let's let's just They put words well, in his they, mouth. Okay, you said you said they Trump. played well. Anyway. I, don't, I don't know if they played <laughs> It was one nil. Oh, as far as I'm concerned, the way that we talk about Liverpool, sorry, the way that some people talk about Liverpool, they should be putting ten goals on on a club like Burnley. They're yeah, anchored yeah, to the bottom, apparently. It matter. You won. I know. I'm, I'm, upset. Upset. I'm, I'm, I'm not it. upset. I'm. Oh, the host is rattled. The host is rattled, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Although United, United winning two 0 Look at, listen to them. You know. Exactly. Oh, they're back. Fan Brighton's a tough back. team. Brighton is a tough team. <laughs> Bright, Brighton's actually a mid-table team. You know, we, we doubled it. You know, it's fine. Down to 10 men. Yeah, anyway. Oh, late, late 10 men. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, another team I wanted to talk about, boys, was... Liverpool again. Leicester. <laughs> oh, sorry. I wanted to talk about Leicester because, obviously, uh, they the last couple of seasons, they've just missed out on top four. This season, they're 11th. Um, they've won seven games out of their Drop 22. Dropped out of competitions here and there. They've dropped out of all their competitions. Um, Sack Brendan Rodgers, you're saying? Well, the last five games they haven't won um, in all competitions. So he's in the hot seat. And he got knocked out of the FA Cup. 
they got knocked out of the yep. FA Cup You're by Nottingham Forest. You're always happy to sack people. You're always happy. You're waiting for the moments that they slip. I'm and not happy. I'm it. just saying this is a topic of discussion. Okay. Brendan Rodgers is in the hot seat. In the hot seat. So, but hang on, we're ignoring the fact they did draw two all against West Ham, who we were, who we have been talking up in previous, I think that you know, podcasts. So they just brought out a two draw. They did draw. It was a last-minute equaliser. Again, West Ham. another one. Again. It's the way that they've been defending all season, um, Leicester, they're struggling. Um, and even against Liverpool, they dropped a lot of their <laughs> players. Sionsu started on the bench. They had Ndidi as a centre-back. Well, it was only Liverpool, so they could rest a few. Well, I mean, they lost. And yeah, it was a mistake. That Obviously. was... Uh, and that was too easily. Yeah. I'm just saying he... he I mean, would you guys, Al, would you say Brendan Rodgers is in trouble? Do you know what? A few months ago, we said, I said, no, definitely not. But I'd, I'd say, it's, it's, yeah, I'd say so. You got They've got Wolves at the weekend as well. So big Midlands derby. Yeah. Um, so if he loses that. Yeah. But who'd you bring in? Steve Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> Although he's going to West Brom, isn't he? Cogler, I think, will put his hand up. He, he won't be far behind. Hey, there's yeah. a bit of connection there. There's Brennan Rogers and yeah. Celtic. And yeah, true. Both Celtic know, both managers. Both Celtic managers. You could get Foster Coglu in. Could be. Could be an in. Um, I think it's only a matter first. of time, to be honest. But, but no, nah, you're probably right. The reason being, I mean, Nick likes to exaggerate and put people in the hot seat before they're ready, but they're a better team than how they're performing. Absolutely. You look at the, you look at the team that they're, they shouldn't be yeah. dropping out. They shouldn't be losing to Nottingham Forest and... <laughs> you know, dropping out of competitions and being as low as they are. So yeah. you probably got a point, Nick. I'm just bringing up the no, topic. No, you're saying it should be sacked. I, I, actually, said the I actually didn't give my opinion. I, I just brought the topic up to you boys. But if you want my opinion, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's getting today. close. close. Mm. I'm with Al. If they, if they lose to Wolves at the weekends, he could, he could be in trouble. I'll um, tell you what. Vardy yeah. is a big mix, obviously. He's a world-class player. He's probably their best player, but he's... Been out for a while. Mm. Um, Telemans, uh, there's speculation he's going to leave. Yeah. Well, there's always speculations around Telemans, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. You know why? Because That's he's got so much potential on FIFA. So all everyone loves getting him <laughs> career mode, and then the, the article starts. Potential on career and they mode. They go, they go. Look, he could go anywhere and be a star. So then the rumors start flying around. No, nah, he is a quality player. <laughs> he's a player that can control the ball in the middle, middle of the park for a team. Um, you put him on it side like United or yep. Liverpool or someone in that top Tottenham. six Tottenham. I'll have him. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was actually going to say Newcastle will probably chase. Yeah, right. Probably. He's a Newcastle sort of signing if they stay probably. up. Just on. If just they stay up. They're guaranteed to stay up, Mitch. Oh, hang on. Oh, look, I agree. Hang on, pause. I was the first one to say oh, they were second, done. When, as soon as Eddie Howe went, as soon as Eddie Howe was there, I was yeah, like, they're good to go. Close second. <laughs> no, three, three wins in a row for Newcastle as well. I told you that Flying. Yeah. Trippier will be a big loss, yeah, though. Yeah, he will be a big loss. Well, I mean, he scored two goals. And they've got West Ham this weekend, too. Easy win. No, that'll be a draw. That's Easy. a 2 2 draw. You can feel it. It's at that home, though. Al, I want to ask you this, actually. I won't ask Mitch or Jimmy because they're just going to give me a biased opinion. But who is closer to a Premier League title, Newcastle or Manchester United? Look how he sits back in his chair after asking that because he knows the answer. <laughs> have a look at oh, I don't know the answer. I'm asking <laughs> Al. I'll stay quiet because I obviously have a biased opinion myself. I don't think Newcastle at the moment. So I think United is still there. Nickers. I mean, they're still fighting for fourth. If they get fourth, apparently Jimmy says they're going to be there now. They'll get Harry Kane. They'll get Harry fight Kane. again next season. But, yeah. I mean, they'll have that cash injection. Players all want to go. Newcastle, they've got the cash. Obviously, people will will still go as well. But I just, they're not there yet. I mean, they're they're fighting for just to stay up in the Premier League. So, well, I mean, yeah. yeah for now. What a ridiculous question that was. Well, if they do survive, <laughs> uh, you you would imagine they'd bring in a lot more uh, reinforcements in at the summer. So next season will look a lot different. Top four next season, Newcastle fighting for obviously. Oh, you heard it here first. Yeah, or unfortunately, because they got the cash now. I mean, we've seen it That's with Chelsea. It'd be interesting to see who the they city. go for in the summer. It's a great segue to the Chelsea topic. It is. It is. World champs. See how I'll that. He knew. He knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chelsea world champions. Who gives a crap? 
Um, yeah, it's the it's the World Championships, man. Like it's just it's Club yeah. World Cup. You know who takes it seriously? Win, the South American teams take that seriously. Yeah. European teams don't take it, it it's seriously. A cool, it's a cool. But I will say this, Nicholas. Yeah. That means they've won every cup available right yeah. now. And to, to be honest, just because you put money in a club doesn't mean they're going to be successful. I mean, Man City haven't won a, champ, a Champions League. Mm-hmm. They're the PSG. It's not always you chuck money in and success comes, but Chelsea have done it. But on them, since 2003... Since he's been there, they've won every cup available and they've been consistently good. So hats off to them. Good, that's another trophy to chuck in there in the cabinet. So well done to them. But no one really gives a crap about that. We'll forget that in a couple of days that they even won it. I think it's cool to win because you have the gold badge on your jersey for a year. People like you buy it. Oh, absolutely. It sells it sells jerseys. It does. <laughs> like if Tottenham won the Club World Cup, would you buy a jersey, Al, with the gold badge in the centre? If they won anything, <laughs> I'd, I'd buy <laughs> They won the Carabao oh, Cup. That was a stupid question buddy. by me. That was a yep. stupid question. But is, is Abramovich the best um, club owner in world football? He'd be but up there. Uh, best in what? As in... Well, I mean, up, okay. Well, cashed up Bogan. I mean, well, two years ago, I don't think anyone foresaw Chelsea winning the Champions League so soon as they did because they were in a bit of strife. I think they finished outside of the top four a couple of years ago. Um, they had the transfer ban, so they weren't bringing in any new players anytime soon. The next season, they win the Champions League. Obviously, they went on a spending spree. They brought in about seven or eight quality players at once. Um, then this year, they bring in Lukaku and a few others. Um and now they're world champs, as they call themselves. Um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty quick turnaround. He, he he does, you know, treats it like a successful business, yeah. which is what you've got to do. And it's not just, you know, bringing anyone you can, good players. You've got to be in the right people. And uh, you know, we talk about all the time. Culture comes from the top, which is why United's struggling. Mm. Um, so I mean, hats off to him. He's got to be one of the best. Well, he bought the club. You said in 2003, right? Yeah. So bef- before that, Chelsea were nothing. Mm. Really a nothing team. Yeah. yeah. They won a few cups, but there was no real history. Mm. Ken Bates before that allegedly bought the club for a, for a quid back in 1982. And they've had f- they had financial crisis from then on. They were in strife. They were. They're going to go on administration. Yeah. When uh, Abramovich came in and, and, yeah. and bought the club for 140 million. What are they worth now? Well, exactly. <laughs> in the billions, probably. But, yeah. but they also make a loss every year because he's got the money to just... They, maybe they it. do from I transfers, but I think um, he's they, ha- they have what every football club wants, and that's an academy, a really good academy. And I think Chelsea have yep. probably the best in the world, if not second behind Barcelona. I'd say they're pretty high up there in terms of academies. I mean, right. Melbourne City's is up there, you know, they go to <laughs> Rella Bandura. I mean, that's close, but not yeah, not Chelsea standard. Yeah, yeah. So it's invested a lot of money into the club, which is yeah. great. Um, there's a lot of employment around uh, Stamford Bridge. Mm. Um, but that money, it's oil money, whether that's a good thing or bad thing is quite subject- subjective. I mean, but it's attracted other investors into, into the Premier League mm. and into football. You know, you've got lots... Got Stan Kronk from you know, obviously the LA Rams just won the Super Bowl, so you'd see hopefully there'll be a bit of money for for Arsenal. Well, not hopefully. What am I saying? Clip that one up, Gordo. Put that yeah. one out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you're right though. You're right. Um, Did you see after the game? I think Havertz who scored the. Uh, he scored, he scored the pen, didn't he, to, to win the game, basically. Yep. It was a three pens in that game. It was a horrible game of football. Um, he said, uh, I, I dreamed always as a kid of this. It's an amazing feeling. Oh, crap, he did. Club World Cup. I hadn't even thought of it when they were a kid. But still, good on them. <laughs> Great work. I mean, they've been, they've been really ruthless as managers as well. But it's, it's proved to be effective. Yep. So, I mean, hats off to him. I like it when, you know, businessmen come in and change something up and leading to... I mean, from the outside, it looks like a good culture, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's, he's done well. He's done well. But I, I think that's why they're successful is because he's ruthless. ruthless. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't... The second you drop off, you're gone. And you know that. So you need to deliver. The players know they need to deliver or they're gone. And while it might not be the nicest work environment, it, it clearly works. works. Yeah. 
So you can't knock him. And, you know, with what he's won and what he's done with that club, yeah, he's got to be up there. And Newcastle will probably use that as a blueprint as well. I I think they will. And I I actually, to give you your non-biased opinion, I think Newcastle will treat it like that and they'll be in a better position than United pretty quickly. At this rate anyway, how United are going and what they seem to be doing. They don't really want to win. They just seem to be want to turn over a bit of profit each year. Um, and that's it. Whereas I can see Newcastle going, no, nah, we're going to win something and we're going to win something soon. Yeah. Speaking of uh, European football, oh. Champions you can League. smell pasta in the air. The champion. <laughs> you want to talk about Italy? Or you talk oh, no, no. All right. You talk about Italy. Oh, Tell okay. us what's going on over no, there. Just, it's oh, I actually want an insight. It's Liverpool absolutely world. tight. It's the best league in the world. We know it is. <laughs> I mean, did we, did we see the results on the weekend? Every you guys as big Serie A fans now. One point. One point between the top three. How good's that? Milan, Inter and Napoli. Separated. 55, 54, 53. That's the point. That's how tight it is. Juventus top four. They're not going to fight for the title, even though Thierry Henry yesterday on TV said, don't count them out. I think count them out. They're not going to fight for the title. Top four, though. It's there. Even the relegation zone. Extremely tight. Much better than the EPL. But every game, you're on the edge of your seat. Anything can happen. I mean, we saw on the weekend uh, Inter and Napoli played. The week before, it was Milan and Inter. Milan got over the top. It's just been, it's been fantastic. So it's I can't remember in my lifetime a better season than this in terms of competitiveness. I mean, it's great when Juventus win, obviously. I've been, been thrilled with that. But in terms of competitiveness and the tight fixtures, just get on it, boys. Just enjoy it. And this is why Inter will win tomorrow against Liverpool. Um <laughs> But also, just another quick note is uh, Insigne. He overtook Maradona with the uh, the most goals ever for Napoli, 116. It is oh now. Way. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so it's huge. It's huge for him. I mean, he's leaving Napoli at the end of the season, but still, I mean, he's still loved there and he's given his heart and soul. And it might be a, a, a you know fairy tale farewell if they go on to win the Scudetto. They've only won two, and both times Maradona's been there. So now their man, he's from Napoli. He's from the streets of Napoli. They love him. He's like God there. This one, the second god. So if he wins it, it's an absolute fairy tale finish. And he just, on the weekend, scored a penalty to uh, overtake him. And it was funny, actually. Before Christmas, October, he'd I think he'd missed something like a thir- three in a row. He'd missed a penalty. And his kids, when he got in the car after the game, they said, Dad, when we take you home, we'll teach you how to kick a penalty. <laughs> right? And they were giving it to him. Since then, four out of four. Hasn't missed one. Since his kids gave it to him in October. And so he's he scored that one on the on the weekend. He got the win for Napoli, and he uh, and Napoli is well and truly in the fight. So where's he going at the end of the season? Uh, Toronto FC. Yeah, he's heading so. to the MLS. MLS, which is sad, but I mean it's a lot of money, and you know in the Serie A it's it's you know it's like almost triple the amount he's going to get in the Serie A because they've got all the money over there. How old but is he? He's the, Oh, geez. He's, uh, he's probably a quarter of Al's age, so he's like 34 or something like that at, at the moment. But, but he was still... He's not young. young. He's not, yeah, oh. he's one of the mature ones. I mean, when when Italy in the Euros, he was one of the, the leaders mm. of, of the group. Um, uh, he is, uh, he's a champion, though. No, he's 30 years old. There you go. <laughs> he's not even 34 yet. Mm. He's, he seems more mature, but 30, he'll be 32, uh, 31 very soon. Still the end of the season. Isn't that a bit young to go to the MLS? I mean, it's cash and it's money talks, right? But I wouldn't say young. I'd say it's probably. I think it's young to go to the MLS because you go there to kind of retire, have a holiday, don't you? And kind of dominate like Jovinko. Jovinko's just come back actually from the MLS. He was at Toronto and then now he's coming back. He's at Sampdoria. They've done a bit of a swap there. Back playing. Are they Serie A, Sampdoria? They are Serie A. He didn't play on the weekend because he's still not 100% match fit. Yep. Um, they could have helped. They lost 1-0 to Milan, actually. Jovinko could have helped yep. uh, in the end. But he's a good player. He's a handy player. He's a handy player. I mean, he was. I mean, he's, ta- he's taken the yeah. piss in, in the MLS, we'll but yeah. yeah, we'll see. Um, speaking of Italian teams, Inter, I'm a bit worried about them tomorrow morning in no, the Champions League. Genuinely, because Liverpool. in the no, Champions no, League, you said, mate, I, I think you're joking if you think they're going to beat us. Liverpool shouldn't have a problem. They shouldn't, technically, on paper, um, all players. All, um, yeah, they, they should get past Inter quite easily. But Liverpool have had some trouble in the past against Italian teams, Napoli being one of them in the group stages. We mm. tend to struggle um, going to Italy. 
not against Milan this season because Milan are pretty average. But um, <laughs> he Inter, hates Milan. Inter, hates I'm a bit worried. Um, it's going to be interesting. But with the Champions League, obviously, there's the new rules. The away goal rules has been scrapped. And I wanted to ask you guys, I think we spoke about it a few weeks ago. Jimmy reckons we didn't. But what yeah, do you boys I don't think? remember it unless I was just zoning out. Might not have been on it. Maybe I wasn't Maybe on he it. wasn't on. Maybe he was away. What can I get? I'm interested in your thoughts. Do you like that? No. We said it was ridiculous. Did it you? takes all the excitement out of it. Mm. It takes all the excitement out of it. Yeah. Because yeah. you think You're of the games goals. against Ajax and Tottenham and you know, away th- those moments wouldn't be created when um, the, the away goals rule would be scrapped. Well, I, I honestly don't know. What, why did they do it? Why did they do it? I why did they scrap ridiculous. it? Ridiculous. Well, what... Wh- how much of an advantage do you do you have playing at home? I mean, I know it's a lot, but you're playing. You've got one fixture at home, one fixture away, and then it's an aggregate score. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I'm different. I think it's massive. If if you ask Nick, it makes a big difference because if there's wind or if the you know <laughs> it's a bit, there's a bit true. of wet water on the pitch, that changes everything. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, you ask Nick. I don't. I don't mind it actually. I don't. I don't mind it. I like it. You see, have two fixtures. And then it's an aggregate score. You both get an equal chance of playing in front of your home fans. And then, uh, I don't know. Alan. Yeah, you're taking away that excitement, mate. Sorry. That's my, my mm. thoughts on it. No, yeah. I respect your opinion. I don't respect Nick's. But what do you think, Nick? No, I'm with Al. I think there's been so many games over the last few years where um, excitement has been created by the away goal rule. But does excitement mean it's fair? What does that mean? That's the rule. That's that's it's how it's always been, I guess. Yeah. What makes Champions League so exciting. away goals like is scoring why an away goal. It's just and away goal is important because it's harder to score an away. But then you know, look, you won one one nil at home, and then the other team won wins so one nil at home. It, it's a draw. You got extra time. And then penalties, which is a, the worst mm. worst way to lose a Euro true, final. True that's penalties. excitement. That's that's excitement. If you yeah, it's just because you're against sorry. penalties because you're English. Well, exactly. Awful. It is it is a bad way to lose on penalties. Which yeah. would be the absolute it's the worst way to lose on away goals. I Mitch, mean, if you'd score Mitch. the equal amount of goals. What does Mitch think? What does Mitch think? Oh, look, there's two sides to this. One, it makes my life easier when I'm trying to work out who's won when I look at the scores because then I can just add up the biggest it's number aggregate. rather yeah, than the number. Yeah, you don't have to work out away goals. Yeah. But um, no, I agree. I like the excitement of it. I like that it's fair. Both teams play home. Both teams play away. So it's not, there's no story there. But I like it. It's exciting. It adds to it. You know, that meaning of scoring an away goal is more special. I like it. But, you know, it makes my life easier with counting. So that's fine. I'm happy. Oh, well, the first time in my life I'm with you away for here. I'm happy. So if you lose, if you win 3-2 away... All right, you score three away goals. It's a big effort and a away trip. And then you go back home and you lose 1-0. You have an off night. You know, it's a real cagey match. You're, you're out. Um, yeah. What, Gordo's shrugging his shoulders. Pro- producer Gordo just giving it to Nick. <laughs> no, oh, I'm just saying, I, I think, um, yeah, from, from the away team's perspective, winning 1-0, I think it's, you know, good for them. I, I just think it's more exciting. I think nah, it's more exciting. Anyway, whatever. We'll agree to disagree. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I mean, it's three. It's three against one. I'm obviously... It's a better story if you... I mean, Gordo, put your hand up if you like it or not. Which one? Who are you with? You like away goals. So it's four against one. Fair enough. And I'm in the minority, but I'm with you way for you. Mate, it's a better story if if the team goes... The away team comes, you know, wins wins away, 1-0... And then loses three two, yeah, at home, at home in a semi final of the Champions League. Yeah, so you deserve to go through if you score more away goals. Is what I was saying. Yeah, 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 maybe, definitely. <laughs> yep. No way. Yeah. You're All right. right. It, it's yeah. Shouldn't impact you that much. You'd be headstrong to be able to play home or away with the same intensity, the same confidence. A- another thing is playing the extra. <laughs> Is playing the extra 30 minutes on top of that in a midweek fixture when you've got, you know, domestic football on the weekends. But the way they've and decided the to go. Bad. Yeah. yeah. I'm with them. I'm with okay. them. You don't like it up. Yeah. No, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you have to play Burnley away on the weekend. It's, yeah, it's, it's not tough there. Yeah. A bit of rain. <laughs> gets chilly. And still win 1-0. 
exactly. Oh, it's it's yeah. huge. It is. Yeah. It's, it's equivalent to a 5 0 victory when best, you do that. Best win but, of the anyway, best win. anyway. You guys don't understand because you didn't watch the game. <laughs> it, moving on. You know, at what, what point, I'm hearing at is. At one point, Trent was trying to take a corner. And the corner flag was actually blocking the ball. It was so far down. He actually <laughs> hey, couldn't take the corner. They're professional, elite Premier League players. They can play in any yeah, team. I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying oh, it it's, sounds a lot when, like it's, it. when it's tough like conditions in any sport, it's always going to be a harder game to, you know. <laughs> what I've just heard is beating Burnley is better than beating Manchester like, that's City. That's what I've heard as well. <laughs> Be- that's what I've just heard. That's I'll tell you what, it's probably, probably a more the physical of the game for Liverpool. Probably a more physical yeah, yeah, physical because you can't get near yeah, City. That's why it's physical. It was cold. <laughs> All right, enough. Mate, to deal with it. Back in the day, you used to play on ice. <laughs> used to play right. on ice. Back in the twenties, when he started with the lace. With the, and Sean, with the Sean Dyche wouldn't even wear a top. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Goalkeepers had no gloves either. Again, like I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's a t- it was a tough game because of the conditions. Liverpool players clearly wouldn't have coped back That's then. All I'm they would have just folded as a club. <laughs> all right, let's go into our player of the week. Uh, we have to cover for last week, match oh, week yeah. 24, because we did record the podcast halfway through the match week, and then we'll follow up with uh, this match week, which concluded this morning. But mm. boys, yeah, match week 24. Who do we have? Al Ustar. I'm gonna go for Che Adams. Yeah, scored the winner against Tottenham. Scored a win against Tottenham. Uh, Equalised against United, actually. I know we're talking about <laughs> match day 24, match week 24. Um, but he was a constant menace. Don't mind that. Don't mind that. Shea Adams. Yeah, well done. Well done. All right. Mitch? Um, I won't lie. I feel like I might have the wrong match week. You probably do. Was that the match week the where Jota scored two? After smashing Liverpool, I'm now going to vote for Jota. <laughs> For scoring a brace, but I feel like was that the yeah, right, match, the right week? match week? Yeah, oh, well, then that's my vote, and I'll take the three points. Thanks. He, he was he was good. Yeah. Mine is unfortunately Coutinho. Uh, he scored, had a couple of assists. You know, it was in one half. It was a space of a few minutes as well. Uh, they would have dropped points without him. So he's had a, a huge impact. Yep. And I uh, don't like the bloke, but he played well and he was probably my player of the week. He tore it up. He did all that in 10 minutes of football as well yeah. in the first half. Yeah. I'm going to have to go Coutinho for the three votes. Um, Thank you. That's yeah. my second of all time. He's agreed Jimmy's, with me. Jimmy's and I wonder it. why. He deserved Coutinho. it. A goal and two assists. He was, yeah, influential. Jota, I'll give the two votes, two goals. Adams, one vote. Sorry, Al. Good shout. <laughs> Good shout. Don't take it personally. You Sal guys Anton. take these votes really Al personally. Does. You should see oh, the messages yeah. Al sends me after this. That bloody Nick again. He hates me. Well, he might redeem himself with Match Week 25. Oh, here we go. Who are we going for? You, you go first, Al, again. Uh, I'm definitely not going to get it the three points. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, City above, above Liverpool in the league. Raheem <laughs> Sterling for the hat-trick. I know it's against Norwich, but it's away. Um, Norwich away is tough. I mean, the weather's not great there. Uh, yeah, it's a bit windy, exactly. I think. Yeah. <laughs> and if you saw the goal this morning, you know, in the Champions League against Sporting Lisbon, his goal was superb. He's he's in a purple patch at the moment, Sterling. Um, he's a quality player. I rate him very highly. Um, there was talks of him actually leaving City at the end of the season because he doesn't play that often. Yeah. And I, you know. I would happily take him back at Liverpool. That's how much I like him. Anyway, <laughs> Jimmy, go on. Go on uh, uh, who's mine? It's uh, Kieran Trippier. He scored again. He's missed the reliable for Newcastle. He's he's come in and fitted in seamlessly. Didn't he have the Did he have the captain's armband? Am I correct in saying that? I think he did. I don't know. Actually, I reckon he might have worn the know. captain's armband as as Gordo googles this and has a look at Kieran Trippier, the uh, the captain. I think he did. But anyway, even if he didn't, he's a leader. I'm pretty sure he did. I'm pretty sure I remember him leading them out. Because Lascelles is the captain of Newcastle. Was he playing on the weekend? That might be don't think. Don't think he, he was. Yeah, got a thumbs up. He was captain on the weekend. Thank you. Leads the team very well. He scored again, and he fought so hard that he had an injury. Um, he's given a lot to that club in a short amount of time. So for me, he was player of the week. Good, good shout. Thank you, sir. And Mitch, last but not least. Uh, I'll go the man that's redeemed himself and actually, well, that's not even redeemed. He never got a chance at United. Um, Finally actually starts a match. And what do you know? He can actually play. So Donny Vanderbeek uh, was key. He was very key in that match. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, like, well, he led pretty much every stat that he can lead. He was involved in, in the goals. He actually can play. And then, I don't know if you guys saw it, I meant to send it uh, during the week, but I didn't. Uh, some highlights from when he was at United and players literally ignoring him and not passing him the ball. And that was hard to watch. That's crap. What the hell but, happened there? Yeah, it's weird. Why well, does he get the time? He's like, he's like the, the nick of the office. Everyone doesn't get along with him. No one wants <laughs> to speak to him. He's avoiding him at all costs. It's weird. But he turns out being a gun. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's just a well shit said. That's all. Who knows? Might be. He played Not such visible. an integral role for Ajax. Like, he was one of their star players. It's really weird. So, I don't... I, I don't know. I don't think he's a shit bloke. I think it's just one of those things. United are a hard team to crack into, or they probably value Fred. Fred. You got him. Fred. Fred started over Pogba. It's a crap culture there at United. Something needs to change. Um, yeah, no, that's a good shout though, Mitch. Van der Beek was quality. Um, was it, I hope he does keep it up. I always liked him. Um, obviously, played very, uh, very well in that Champions League run they had a couple of years ago for Ajax. So hopefully, he continues that at Everton. Finds himself as with Dali Ali. Actually, I'd like to see him reach his potential. Um, in terms of the three votes, though, I have to go Sterling. Patrick Hero, regardless of the opposition, unlike a few other boys in, on this podcast, I actually value hat-trick heroes um, because no one wanted to give Firmino a hat-trick at the start of the season against Watford. <laughs> had to look, had to look Liverpool in there, find a way. That, that's Just... the reason. I, you know, if you score a hat-trick, you I mean, have to I at went, least get a vote. I went for Mane in the same game. You could have given three points. Yeah. I thought he just had a better, better game all round than the hat trick hero. I can't remember that far back. I think Salah oh, well, actually. Alan, Alan's taken it personally, Salah, so he remembers, and I agree with him. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'll give Sterling a three. Two is actually neck and neck. Van der Beek, Trippier. Hey, it's Trippier. He's just he's donated his foot for that team. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have to go Van der Beek. Oh, of course you would. I think I have to. Um, Why? Oh, man of the match performance in his first start in how long? Have a look at Trippier. And he's just come in. He's leading the side, got the captain's armband. He's putting his body on the line. He's broken that was his a foot. Six, no, that game as well was so important for Everton. It oh, was so every, every game is important for Plus Newcastle. Six-pointer. Mm, yeah, true. Yeah. But yep. Oh, it's neck and neck. I mean... Yeah, well, uh, you can't sway the judges' vote up. Yeah, I have to go. Van, I have to go. Van Der Beek. I'll stick with that. Trippier <laughs> with one vote. You had the three last. Oh, last. see, see, that shouldn't. That's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. <laughs> now you're making it personal. Yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> Cop it on the chin, mate. Bounce back next oh, week. <laughs> this is more corrupt than the OJ trial. Um, <laughs> I might. <laughs> I might rewind back to our uh, trivia question before oh, yeah. we get into the weekend previews. Who yeah, scored the most goals? So, so I'll, I'll um, reiterate the question. Um, who has scored the most goals in a single game in a Champions League slash European Cup final? Does anyone have any players at mind? Does anyone come to mind? Are you saying that Jimmy... You, you, you all know the player. You he all know started off by saying Al should know this. Actually, yeah, Jimmy too. And then he went around the room and said, well, Mitch should know it and so should Gordo. So he's a United player, ex-player or current player? No, I don't think he played for United. It, again, this is... give you a clue. It's well before my time. Hang on a second. Well <laughs> is it? Oh, I wait. Really did he play away. for Milan? I think he... Did he play for Milan? Let me just... Because I've got a feeling in a Crespo, Milan final... It? it wasn't Crespo, no. 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 I just like how Nick's moved his computer so no one The amount of goals screen. he scored was four. He scored four goals in the final. That's a big clue. Um, did he play for Milan? No. No. I could give away some other clues if you guys really start to struggle. Is it Barca? No. Okay. No, he didn't play for Barcelona. Um... He didn't play for any big name teams. T- actually, you know who he did play for? This will give it away. Yeah. Probably won't. South Melbourne. South Melbourne Hallis. There is a statue of him in oh, Puskas. Puskas. Oh, Puskas. Yeah. Hungarian Vizsla. <laughs> he scored four goals in the 1960 final. Oh, Alan should have remembered that. 
I should. That's why I said it was Al's time. That's good. Um, <laughs> Jimmy's national hero. Yeah. Being half Hungarian. Isn't that the goal of the season named after that as well? Yes, Puskas the Puskas Award. Award. Correct. Yeah. That Correct. Two Tottenham players have actually won something oh, yep. in the last yeah. two years. Probably one of the greatest. Riley McGree won it the other year, didn't he? He did. For a scorpion kick. Yep. Or was he just nominated? Did he end up winning it? Who's that? Uh, the Australian, yeah, Riley, Riley McGree. He scored a scorpion oh, kick. Yep. Scorpion from outside the box. When was that? What year? Two years two ago. Years three ago. years ago. Two, three years ago, yeah. Well, Sun, Sun won it for that one against Burnley. No, that was after. That was yeah. after. Oh, yeah, yeah the I whole think. length of the field. Yeah. 21 was Eric Lamela's Rabona. Yeah. Oh, that's Just right. Seller won one as well. Anyway. <laughs> well, you know Sun's goal had to be good because it was against Burnley. So that got <laughs> yeah. extra points anyway. It's just... It was windy. Yeah, it was windy. It was cold no, that day. It, it was freezing. You know what? We should have actually been awarded six points for that win instead of three. Should have. Well, you'd like that to get you a little bit closer to City, but... <laughs> Don't worry. We'll, we'll catch up. Don't you worry about that, mate. Um, looking ahead to the weekend oh, and actually yeah. also tomorrow morning. Oh, tomorrow, more Champions League football. Oh, we know. We'll look at Gordo over here. Will the podcast be out before that game? Yes, it will with the thumbs up. So as you're listening to this, just flick onto the app and have a look at the highlights of Inter winning 2-1 against Liverpool. 2-1. Okay. I'm looking Jimmy reckons 2-1. I'm saying the game I'm definitely going to be watching is the uh, Liverpool-Milan game. I'm, I'm, Like I said earlier, I'm pretty worried about that. Just going away to Italy is always tough, but we should get the job done. 2-1 to Liverpool. It's also the uh, the Derby Juventus and Torino on Saturday. Uh, if you want to tune into that, it should be an easy win for Juventus, but that's one I'm looking forward and to. And Al also mentioned uh, the Midland Derby, Leicester Wolves. Mm. Yep. Yeah, big game there. Um, I'm hoping that Liverpool win, obviously, and win the second leg, so Jimmy has to wear a man in <laughs> Uh, sorry, a Liverpool shirt. <laughs> We've got plenty at home for you, mate. Plenty at home. Get the one with a gold star on it. I might. Yeah. The gold, the gold World Cup badge. Got it. Yes. Got I don't think I'll have to wear it, but yes. <laughs> I will do. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Mitch, you've got uh, anything on your agenda for the weekend? Uh, look, we all know it's going to be Burnley getting their second win of the season against Brighton. Oh, uh, simple yeah, as that. Yeah. I hope it's cold and windy. They love those conditions. At the Amex, <laughs> that one. Still. Actually, that can get pretty rough being close to the ocean. So they, it gets pretty cold Big down breeze. there. It's pretty windy. I like it. <laughs> Another place Liverpool struggle. Liverpool <laughs> <Just laughs> hate it there. I'm never going to get my analysis on a Liverpool If you want to beat Liverpool, just turn on the fans. <laughs> make the fans point all towards the pitch. Just... That's but right. How about this then? Man City Spurs could be four games, four losing games on the trot. Tottenham. Yeah, oh yeah, they play, they play City. It, it will be four losing games on the trot. <laughs> yeah, well, Nick will say Conte's in trouble. <laughs> yeah, He's in the hot seat no. on the way. I won't, God, wait I won't because I, I, I give fair analysis. analysis. You do. No, this will be this will be a win for Tottenham. No, Conte will I'd find love, a way. Mate, I would. Oh. I will pray for a Tottenham win, even a draw. I'd love to see City drop points. Tottenham will win. Uh, I don't see it happening. Man City have been, uh, you know, sorry, Tottenham have been a Man City's bogey team, but not... Spurs will win. Not at the Etihad. Etihad, City likes... Spurs will find a way. You watch Conte. Conte will find something to motivate his side this week. I hope so. Just park the bus. If you guys win, you can have pizza. Just something special. Jimmy, what do they call uh, parking the bus over in Italy? Isn't there a tactical name for defending? Oh, like Catenaccio. Yeah, Catenaccio. We parking need, we need Conte to bring it. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> parking the bus. Sorry, guys. Sorry, lads. <laughs> yeah, no. But you know what else they do in Italy a lot of the times? They call it a biscotto is when they draw, they draw on purpose so they can share the biscuit. They share the points. So we all they're love not going to do that on the weekend. But there's a lot of sayings in, in Italian football because everything's corrupt. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> I'm, I'm really hoping uh, the catenaccio or the, the biscotto comes out at the Etihad. That'll be nice. It's not the biscotto, it'll be the catenaccio. The catenaccio, there you go. That'll be a blessing. Yep, so looking forward to all that. Of course, you can follow it all on APL Live, on the APL Live app, as well as the Champions League too certainly be up tomorrow morning watching that and 
until next week, boys. Enjoy the football. Um, hope your teams lose, except for Al. Um, and until then, I'll see you all later. See you guys soon. Thanks for coming in, Mitch. <laughs>